Well, we have some beautiful uh, passages in the readings today that speak to us about thanksgiving, about giving thanks, having a grateful heart, especially those lines from uh, the reading from St. Paul today. And I was so proud of all of you because as soon as that reading was over, all of you said, thanks be to God. Kind of like automatically, but, you know, were you thinking about the fact that you're thankful to God at that moment? I hope so. <laughs> so often we say those words, right? We say the words of, of, of the Mass without really thinking about it. And throughout the whole Mass, we're always giving thanks to God, right? Um, the word Eucharist comes from the Greek word for thanksgiving. So the Eucharist, this whole hour of celebration that we're doing here today, is all about thanksgiving. The greatest thing we have to be thankful for is Christ, his presence and his redemption, which we celebrate in the Eucharist. Um, a priest friend of mine told me the story that, that he came across about giving thanks, which was um, a story, I'm trying to remember this woman's name, I think it's Anne Voskamp, maybe you've heard of her. She's a Canadian writer and blogger. She has a very sad story in her life. When she was a child, her younger brother was killed in a tragic accident on the farm and um, caused her to go into like this spiral of depression, which she lived with for many years of her life. Uh, when you get into that spiral, life just seems to be getting worse and worse, and there's nothing you can do about it. At one point, someone suggested to her that she should sit down and write a list of 1,000 things she is thankful for. Have you ever tried to do that before? No? It seems, like, it seems like a really long list, but I've found that once you start thinking of all the little things in your life that you can be thankful for, you can actually get off to a good start, and maybe the first, the first hundred comes kind of easy, and then you've got 900 more to go, right? <laughs> so this lady, in the midst of her depression, managed to write a list of a thousand things that she was thankful for, and by the end of it, she was completely cured of her, of her depression. She was able to completely come out of it. Um, I, was, I was considering reading her book, and I looked it up on Goodreads, which is this book reading app by Amazon, and uh, a whole bunch of the uh, reviews were really scathing. <laughs> so a lot of negative reviews of her book. Uh, so I'm not sure if I recommend it yet, right? But, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, I think, I think she's onto something. She's got uh, come to a really great truth there, that giving thanks can be healing for us. I know that a lot of you have gone through much greater suffering in your lives and maybe are going through right now greater suffering in your lives than I have ever had to go through. Uh, so I think it's worth saying that uh, the fact that we can give thanks for a thousand things doesn't mean that God expects you to get over your difficulties right now. It doesn't mean that he expects you to be joyful today or to be uh, you know, suddenly cured of, of the sorrow in your life, right? But giving thanks is still good advice. It's still good advice. I went through a period of my life where I was, uh, I was reflecting. It was, it, was, it was the end of the year. Um, we do an end-of-the-year retreat, and I was looking back on my year. So as a part of this retreat, I decided to write down the main events of the year. And uh, I was making a list there, you know, and there were a lot of good things, and there were a lot of bad things, too. And I was starting to feel like, man, this was a pretty bad year. Like, look at all the bad stuff that happened. Um, and it was all kind of mixed up on my sheet because I was just brainstorming, right? And at the end, I was like, this is a bad year. I had lots of bad stuff happened. So, so I decided to count how many, like, positive things happened and how many negative things happened. And when I actually counted, 
I realized it was like a ratio of like eight to two. You know, there are eight good things for every two bad things. And that was when I had thought that this was a bad year, right? So the realization I had was there are so many good things that I'm not aware of. And, and sometimes it looks like things are really bad in my life when it's just because I've failed to see the good things in my life. So from that moment on, I made the decision that I'm going to start my journal at the end of each day with the word blessed and start writing down the things that I've been blessed with during that day. And I found that to be really, really helpful, especially, you might think, like, how am I going to do that on the days when I'm feeling absolutely terrible and when I've had a really lousy day? Especially on those days, taking a moment to think, okay, how has God blessed me? Even in the midst of all the terrible things that happened to me this day or this week or this month or this year, where are the ways that God blessed me? And you'll find that there are some. You'll find that there are many if you're, if you're able to, to actually think on it, right? Um, God is blessing us. I remember being really struck by in the year uh, 2020 when we were all in crisis, right? When we were all in the depths of despair because, you know, almost everything was taken away from us in so many ways. Um, there was this song that came out that year, The Blessing. Have you heard that song? The Lord bless you and keep you. Have you heard the song? You can raise your hand if you've heard it. Come on. I want some community response. No one's heard this song before? Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. You listen to that song and it's like, it's about blessing. It's asking God's blessing to come down upon whoever is listening to it. Right? And, and what they say while they're singing it is, we invite you just to receive to, to put your heart in a position of receiving God's blessing. You know, somewhere, someone in the world is probably praying for you right now or today, right? There are people in the world who pray for all Catholics. May God bless all Catholics today. That prayer covers everybody who's in church right now, right? Somewhere in the world, someone is praying a prayer of blessing for you. And God is hearing that prayer. And he's pouring out his blessing on you. Maybe in a way that you don't realize it. You have the power to pour out blessings on other people when you pray for them. Think about that, you know? You can, you can call down from heaven on other people in the world God's blessings that he wants to give to them. And that he's waiting for someone to pray, right? He wants us to pray for each other. Blessings. God is just longing to pour out blessings on the world. Um, he's given us so much, and he is giving us so much all the time that we're not aware of and that we need to be aware of. We need to, like, open our eyes to it. I like that first reading today about the vineyard because there's a line there where God says, what more could I have done? The owner of the vineyard says, what more could I have done for my vineyard? I've done everything for it. I've given it so much. And the vineyard is God's people. The vineyard now is the church, us, the community. God can still say the same thing. What more could I have done? I have given every blessing. I've poured out so many blessings um, on, on our lives. Sometimes, sometimes our greatest blessing are people in our lives. You know, the people that God has put in our lives. Uh, recently, I watched that movie, The Impossible, it's an old movie about the tsunami that, that hit in 2004, I think it was, right? Um, it's a great movie because it starts with this beautiful family going on a really beautiful vacation, right? Everything is beautiful. They seem so blessed. 
and then the tsunami hits, right? And it's a disaster, and, and people die, and people are wounded, and families are separated. The family gets separated. That's the whole storyline of the movie is, is how, they, how they are separated and get, back, get put back together, right? You watch it, and it, it brought me to tears watching it. The, the heroic efforts of, of the father to, to reunite his family and, and the joy they experience when they, when they finally get back together. And, and just think about the appreciation you have for somebody when you get that close to losing them and you're, and you're finally reunited. You realize, man, my annoying little brother, I totally take him for granted. One of my annoying little brothers is here today, so sorry, man. Totally take people in my life for granted. Think about someone in your life that maybe you take for granted and you haven't been thankful enough for. Imagine yourself in that scenario where you get separated from them and where you almost lose them. And think for a second, okay, I need to, I need to appreciate the blessing of that person in my life more. I recently read this book, uh, listened to the audiobook of, uh, it's called Mind, uh, the, the, the Mindful Catholic. The Mindful Catholic, it's about mindfulness, which is kind of a popular thing originating from Buddhism, right? Adapted for Catholics, right? It's a really cool book, really cool idea. But it's about appreciating the things that you have. And he goes through these exercises, like these, these meditations, where you take, you're supposed to take an almond or a, or a raisin or a nut or something and go through like a 15-minute uh, process of appreciating all of the little physical aspects of that piece of food, right? So first of all, like feeling it, feeling the texture, uh, feeling the hardness or the shape, right? Being aware of all of those things, right? Then you put it in your mouth and you feel it in your mouth and you feel the taste of it and the texture in your mouth and uh, what happens in your mouth, you know? Maybe you're like salivating because of the flavor of it, right? And then the feeling that when you chew it, right? And the taste, the way the taste changes when you chew it and then when you swallow it, right? Going through the whole thing like for like 15 minutes. And you realize that, man, usually I eat things and I, and I don't appreciate them at all, right? When was the last time that you like ate an orange and like really savored the flavor of the orange? You know? When was the last time you really savored the flavor of anything you ate? I don't know. If you're like me, you like eat things as fast as you can and get on with the next thing you have to do, right? God gave us all of those things, the flavor, the texture, the shape, all of those things so that we could enjoy them, so that we could delight in them. It's part of God's creation. When he made it, he sat down. He, he spent six days making the earth. Then he sat down for a whole day just to look at it and say, it is good. And there are all these good things in the world that are good and that God has put them there for us to enjoy and we don't even think about how good they are. So often. So often we take for granted how good they are. We need to exercise the ability to appreciate what God has given us. And that's what this day is for. That's what this weekend is for, right? Thanksgiving. An opportunity to stop and say, wow, God has given me so many, so many good things. Um, a really cool way of, of praying this is uh, I learned this at a, at a girls' camp I was helping at last summer. One of the consecrated ladies who was, who was teaching the girls how to pray, she said, at the end of the day, pray the 3 two, one prayer. So the 3 two, one prayer is three things you're thankful for, two things you want to ask God, and, uh, God for, and one thing that you, uh, that you want to give to God. Right? And it's really cool because that's kind of 
a good ratio for our life. Usually when we pray, we ask God for 50 things, and maybe we say thanks for one thing, right? The correct ratio should be that there's more things you give thanks for than, than what you ask him for, right? Give thanks for three things before asking him for two things, right? Because really, in reality, God has given us more than the number of things that we need, the number of things that we're lacking in our lives. That's the reality. If you look at your life and you think, no, that's not true, there's more things that I need than what I have, look again, look again. God has given us more than the, things that, than the number of things that we're missing in our lives. The number of good things in our life, in our year, are greater than the number of bad things, for sure. We just need to realize it. So that's my challenge for you for this weekend. My challenge for you is to go home, take out a pen and paper, and start making a list of things you're thankful for. Maybe you don't have to get to 1,000 today, right? And if you really want a good challenge, a really good challenge, then make the habit of doing it every day. If you have a journal or if you have a prayer time every day, take a moment to be thankful for the things that God has given you that day. Your daily bread, the blessings he has poured out on you, right? Like I said, that doesn't mean that we don't suffer. It doesn't mean that we can't also complain to God when things are bad, right? But the truth lies in the fact that he has really blessed us and he continues to bless us and he wants to continue to bless you and that we really owe him all of our thanks.